Hey guys, do you have a minute to talk before we start the show? Of course, Nate Brandywine. We always have time to chat with the fellow who invented going to the beach on a nice day. <laughs> yeah, Nate Brandywine, speaking with you is sweeter than kiwi casserole. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> That's nice, but I screwed up last week's intro so bad I deserve to have my head chopped off and also my mm -hmm. finger chopped off. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare speak another word, you magnificent horse. We would never cut off your head, even though we both own swords and we know how to use them. <laughs> you magnificent horse galloping in the golden light of a peaceful sunrise. We would never decapitate you with our swords, even though we're famous for doing that. I know, but if I screw up this week's intro, I want you to go full Highlander on my ass, okay? Mm -hmm. Go ahead and open your new scripts and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films, movies, and the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm an expert at changing the subject. I have a special technique that never fails. Would you guys like to see an example? Of course we do. Yeah, Kate, of course we do. Okay, one of you guys needs to say something boring. Did you know they might release a new model train scale ratio this year? I'm hearing rumors of a 1 to 32, possibly dropping down to the high 20s. That is so interesting, Nate. But you have a scorpion on your face, and you should probably go look in the mirror and get rid of it. Damn, that would work on me. Mm, I'm not convinced. Okay, dickhead. You say something boring. <laughs> <laughs> fine i will i just got a new pair of shoes and i like how they look but the laces that came in the box are too long and i look like i'm running around with a plate of spaghetti on top of my foot that is so interesting brent but i think you have a spider and a scorpion on your face you might want to casually make your way to the restroom and deal with that situation okay i stand corrected it's a really good technique Thank you. And speaking of floppy noodles, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm pr proud to say that it's been 90 days since the last time I was upset. Oh, congrats, man. We are so proud of you, Brent. Thank you, guys. Part of my recovery program is making amends to the people I've hurt. So I'd like to apologize to the both of you. Kate, I'm sorry for calling you a filthy animal. When you told us about the dishes in your sink. I forgive you, Brent. And Nate, I'm sorry for calling you Aqualung when you said you take your socks off every <laughs> night when you sit down to watch TV. So on laundry day, you have to collect all the clothes from your room and then make a stop in the living room to pick up your sock pile on the way to the washing machine. That's okay, man. I only cried a little. Well, I'm glad to say that I'll never be angry again. Oh, by the way, did I tell you about my new theory that you can use a spoon more than once without washing it as long as you keep it separated from the guest spoons? You're a baboon and an ape. Oh, he's mad. Ooh, reset the counter, Brent. You have to reset it. I know, I know. I'm already flipped the numbers back to zero. Okay, and I'm Nate. Let's start the show.
this is what it sounds like when we do a podcast. We're currently doing one. Uh, this is the North American Friends Movie Club. And right in our name is a secret about our secret society. And that's friends come before movies. So, my friends, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing poorly. How about you guys? Oh, no. See, I thought you were doing well because you sounded happy about talking about your daughter singing songs. Well, talking to her makes me happy, but I've had just like a really hard day and. But this weekend was really good. We went and saw I went and Jules and I went and saw the Taylor Swift concert movie and I thought I was going to be really bored. But I do like Taylor Swift, but I still thought I was going to be bored because it's three hours long. But I was not bored at all. And it was very good. Um, and then we did like a whole like pumpkin patch day and carved pumpkins on Saturday. And yeah, the Snoopy one is really good. That was mine. That was no, it wasn't. No, Nick did that one. Oh, Nick. The Baron. I did Charlie Brown. No, Nick got really serious with it. And like, so we got one of those packets that have the the stencils on them and you have to put tape over it so that it doesn't disintegrate as you carve it out. And mm-hmm. the one I used was one out of four pumpkins hard. And the one Nick did uh, was three out of four pumpkins hard. Oh, yeah. three pumpkin. He did a three pumpkin stencil. He sure the fuck did. The man's a fucking professional. You got to hand it to him. We should be using this rating system all year round and not just next over. <laughs> I agree. This was, I would say that this was a three out of four hard pumpkin day. Damn. Yeah. 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 But I followed my own advice and um, I feel better. Your body keeps the score. Like it's the, an- <laughs> that is a book. What? This, it's a book that is like yeah. the famous book about trauma. And also Saturday was the anniversary of the hardest day of my life. Um, mm. and, the tree on the house? No, it was the day I asked for a divorce and it was oh. a really traumatic day. Yeah. I can imagine that being a bad day. And so like, I was feeling just, I've just been, your body just like fucking knows, like it knows when things are happening. And so I've just been taking care of myself, and I'm happy to be here to talk with my friends tonight. And I'm sure tomorrow will be a better day. How are you guys? Um, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I had a good workout today. I feel good. Um, I do have three things I want to talk about that made me just remember them. Um, Saturday, for some reason, my father-in-law got a a fire stick, and he asked me if I would hook it up for him, and I said yes, okay. And so I did, and then I sat him down for the tutorial. Of, so I said, I'm going to show you how to do things, and then you're going to do them in front of me. So I'm going to like make up a scenario, say, do this, do this, do this, and you're going to do it. And he said, okay. So I showed him everything. What, wait, wait, then, wait. What is a fire stick? It's to have Amazon Prime. It's like an Amazon. Oh, oh yeah. okay. You know, it's in my I- mind, literally in my mind, I'm like imagining a blowtorch scenario here. <laughs> like that's what's going on in my head. I'm like, 
<laughs> you're in the backyard fire. <laughs> hooked up to the propane tank brent's got like different uh uh scarecrows that he's throwing at his father-in-law and he's burning <laughs> them like <laughs> now that's his like tools he's very handy he has all the tools and then he shows me how to do tool stuff and i show him how to do tech stuff so i explained everything and i said here's your first scenario what i want you to do and he said okay so i gave him the remote and he looked at it like I was handing him a, a revolver. <laughs> like you're handing him handing him a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the same face that I make when he hands me a tool. Is, <laughs> this is the face that he was making. And I love this shit because I feel like I'm not the weirdo anymore. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the man. You get to be the old dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm the man. So he takes it and I say, this is what I want you to do. And within two clicks... He started installing an update on something. I was like, how is that even possible? I was like, whoa, we got to start way over. So we shut everything down. I was like, so that I eventually got through it. But it's, what is it about people that are good with tech stuff that they just immediately press the worst button they could possibly press? Literally, the screen popped up and an update started on the program. Like, we just installed it. How is there an update? You had to scramble to unplug it before it was too late. <laughs> So I said, so that went the second is I had a dream last night and um, I read it years ago that you, you can't dream about a person that you've never met before or seen. So uh, that's apparently is true. Um, I like to think it's true anyway. So I had a dream about this band that was playing this song and it was actually just half of Fleetwood Mac. Which half? I don't know. Fleetwood? Was there a Mick? Yeah, Mick Mick. Fleetwood is is in there. He was in there, and there was a blonde, but it wasn't Stevie Nicks. Okay, so it's the other one. Yeah, so I made this hybrid person up, I think. and But she was really talented, but she was like present-day age. And she played this song. She sang this song, and it involved her playing the matches, like those long wooden stick matches. Okay. She would scrape uh, the wooden end, and then she would scrape. Like they used in elementary school? No, like lighting for like lighting a fireplace, the long. Oh, matches. I thought this was a musical instrument. No, no, this was she was playing the matches on the table. It wasn't until she got her hands on them. This yeah. was a weird dream. Okay. <laughs> so she would scrape it on the table with one side and then scrape it with the lid end. She would light it on the other end. And it just was the most beautiful song. And it made me such in a good mood. It made me so just relaxed. And you know, those songs that fire you up and you're like, ah, this is the best. And you would listen to it 12 times in a row and it's the best. And I kept on in the dream. I was with people that I work with and friends. And I kept on taking them around to come and see her sing this song like she's a circus monkey mm-hmm. and she just kept on taking the matches out and playing the singing the song so i woke up and i'm like oh that was perfect perfect dream and i'm too much of a goddamn coward to go looking through fleetwood mac songs to see if i could find it because if it doesn't exist i'll be crushed mm. Mm. see i was thinking of a different scenario where you like figured out you hired some musicians and somehow got them to recreate the song and then you win a Grammy from your Fleetwood Mac dream song. Oh, that's the other thing is if it's not a real song, I'm going to be so frustrated with myself that I can't ever hear the song again. You'll have to start studying. I think that you should just be so excited that your cool imagination can even come up with something that would make you feel that way. And also it's not going to do you any harm to like go through the Fleetwood Mac catalog 
I won't be doing any of that stuff because <laughs> I don't think the song exists, and I'm not going to be crushed because I'll never hear this beautiful song again that's played with matches. Mm. I hope it's a reoccurring dream. That's what I was just going to say. Yes. And then you wake up and then hum the melody into your phone so you mm-hmm. remember it. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good podcast content if it happens and you get me that middle of the night recording. You know I'll edit that in. Oh, that'd be so exciting. But it's just so be- it was so beautiful. So shout out to the the hybrid Fleetwood Mac band I made up in my head. And third thing is, do you guys know about Linda Ronstadt? Mm-hmm. Do I know about her? Yeah. She's a singer. Yeah. She's really good. She does she really. <laughs> I just she's really good. Any songs in in particular? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was, do you guys ever use that DJ option on Spotify? Not yet. Sometimes. Yeah, it, it's really good. Anyway, they he talked to me and he said he's going to play me uh, some some old school stuff based on my recent listening. And he played this song while I was making supper. And it's like, you're no good, you're no good. You know, that's, yeah. And I was like, oh, and I, <laughs> this is, this is not how I usually t- speak about women. Oh, Lord. But this is what I said out loud as I was cooking. I was like, this bitch can sing. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I go, who is this person? And I was like, Linda Ronstadt. I just thought she was, I didn't know what I thought. But now I'm a big Linda Ronstadt fan. Keep an eye out for Ice Spice. Keep an eye out for Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I Googled pictures of Linda Ronstadt when she was like, I don't know why I was just saying what she was banging, but oh my God. <laughs> I Googled pictures of Linda Ronstadt back in her heyday. Woo. She gave Ice Spice a run. So eyes watching Ice Spice, Linda Ronstadt. Something's going to happen with Linda Ronstadt. She's making a comeback. I think uh, it would be really funny if next week it's like Linda Ronstadt announces the tour of tours finally back after all these years. I'm Googling right now to see if she's still alive. No, she, she is. is. I made sure. Okay, good, yeah, good. I was I was going to do a whole different thing if she had died. Um, but when she's on the road, she's Linda Rodestat. Um, okay, was, I just thought yeah, of that. Right, It'd be go. funny if she started, if she started, if she was the musical, musical guest on Saturday Night Live next week. <laughs> At age 77. What? Listen, age is just a number. Linda Rodestat can bang. Keep an eye out. Something's going to happen. God, I hope it's I hope she doesn't die. I hope this is not a dying thing. But oh, wouldn't it be cool if she came out with a new song and it was the song I had in my dream? Oh, oh she's like man. written with a oh. match. <laughs> oh my god! Ice place playing the matches. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's that's um, how you doing, Nate? What's up with Nate? Dog? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, had a good weekend and I made uh, homemade pizza. That was a that's that was a standout uh, moment. What veggies on it? I just did uh, uh, mozzarella, basil, tomato sauce, simple. Mm. My man had a margarita. I had a margarita pizza and a salad and uh, had a campfire. That was nice. And you did that. Probably starting to get pretty damn cold pretty quick. Uh And uh, that's it. That's the most exciting thing that happened in my life is I made delicious pizza. It makes me feel weird. It makes me feel weird. Pizza? What does? No, that you guys had like adult things and earnest things, and I have what I had. 
I'm glad because my section only lasted like 15 seconds and we got to do a whole podcast. So I'm glad you had more activities this week than me. And not being real. So that's fine. But we allow him that grace because we're friends. Yeah, I've sp- I've been I've been I've been in a bad mood uh, due to geopolitics uh, <laughs> right. for a week. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. No, life is a struggle. It is full of suffering, and all we can do is rely on our relationships to help us feel better. Oh wait, I forgot. I have an update. <gasps> uh. We were on Pepper Watch. I'm assuming there's no Pepper updates. That's why you didn't bring Pepper up. No Pepper updates. No Pepper updates. Pepper may be dead. Yeah, Pepper may be dead. But we do have a Nate watching what we do in the Shadows television program update. Excellent. Hey! You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead and out of this world. And the update is Nate has watched four episodes of the television oh. program and enjoys oh. it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like off the top of my head, you watched the pilot. You watched the city council one. Mm-hmm. You watched um, the cursed hat episode. Yep. No, the cursed hat yes. episode is was. That's why I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere here. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. now we're warming up. Like it takes a while usually for shows to be really funny and get to know everybody, but that cursed hat was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> so, do you think you'll keep watching it? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh my god. I will watch uh, every episode, certainly. And I love Guillermo. And I love Matt Barry. And yeah, I love everybody. It's a good show. I feel bad that I didn't know about Matt Barry until the show. Because he too. is Me a, too. he is a genius. He's been one of those guys that lots of people tell you, like, oh Matt Barry, the best. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, he seems fun, but then I never dip my toe. But yeah. Now I'm I'd uh Die for him and how he yells bat every time he turns into a bat. Yep. That's really funny. Yep. <laughs> now, I also just to follow up on what you said, I made Jeremy watch it. Um, you guys know Jeremy's my son. Kate yells at him when he comes in to get stuff when I record. And I made him watch um, while I was cleaning up. I said, you watch this. And I wanted to listen to it in the background. And he absolutely fell in love with it. He watched like the first eight episodes on one day. And then now he's being Nandor for Halloween. Oh my God. It's awesome. Has his costume already done. Is it great? Yep. And, yep. And you said, uh, Melissa's a fan too. Yeah. You got the whole they squad. Watched it. Yeah. And now we just yell out lines in the show as we're walking around the house. Like, ah, he's the, I'm a vampire and it's just, it's just perfection. It's a great show. I'm glad you're watching. I'm glad I get to say the lines in my house. I don't seem like a crazy person. Do you, um, do they think that you're pretending to be an energy vampire when you're just being yourself? God is ass. No, I'm not an energy vampire. I have, I'm not, no, I'm not. Uh, my, our, one of our best friends, his name is Steve. He looks exactly like Colin Robinson. I will send a picture in the group in a few minutes. He looks exactly, and he asks so many questions, what we call him an energy vampire. It, it's so uncanny. I can't wait to send the picture. Uh, well, this week we're doing the audience choice movie. Uh, and the audience choice is the 2011 science fiction comedy horror film, The Cabin in the Woods. Kate, why don't you tell us what happened in this movie? I'd love to. The plot of this movie begins where you, well, how do you say this? So you meet 
two of the main characters, which are Gary and Steve, and they work in some kind of underground laboratory. And then that's intercut with uh, four college students that are taking a recreational vehicle to a cabin of one of their cousins that's in the woods. And the movie is that the underground laboratory is actually a holding center for monsters and there's several around the world and they create scenarios each laboratory creates scenarios so that there are human sacrifices that will appease the ancients which we assume are some type of god and the movie uh goes on to show uh which monster is chosen to kill the four campers and two of the campers get away for they eventually find the underground laboratory with all the monsters and um, sets off the end of the world and at the end of the movie uh, the end of the world occurs and that wasn't very good but that is basically the plot you know what that's that's the whole thing you know they go to the cabin it's like stab 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 run 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 and they go down an elevator, and it's like, growl, soup, 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 and then the end of the world. Exactly. The first time I saw this, I was like, this is genius. I did, was not expecting any of it the first time I saw it. Well, I don't want to say anything until we start talking about our favorite part, so why don't we do that right now? I will repeat that the first time <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> I was not expecting it, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I feel smart for not learning anything about this movie. I think I heard a, f- a few years ago that this movie had a twist. And so I actively avoided like finding anything out about it. And so it was very surprising. What part surprised you? Like, at what point were you like, oh, so it didn't actually kick in until they went down into the basement and then it gets fully insane for like 10 minutes with every crazy ass kind of monster eating all the SWAT team members. Yeah. And I think that was the part in the movie where I was like, I really did not expect that this is how this movie was going to go when I first started watching it. Like this is pretty wild. This was, uh, this was just, I've been using this term all week to describe it to when people ask me, this is hot garbage. Oh. Is what this, is. <gasps> oh. this movie, I have never, like, I'd say, I'm 41. I don't, I shouldn't get upset over things that I watch and consume media. This made me upset. Multiple times I paused and I said out loud to myself, what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? It's, first of all, here's my problem with it. I get why people like it. Okay. I get it. It's two separate movies. You don't need the whole first part of the movie. You don't need the, them. Go, like, I know what they're trying to do play off all the common tropes of um, horror movies and all that. You don't need that. Just base the movie on the center of all the monsters and the sacrifices. You wanted to see what was going on with the Korean in, at the Korean school. Yeah. The, the Japanese school. I yeah. Let's base the movie on the interesting part, because that was interesting. Let's base the movie on that. And let's pick, I don't know, four monsters to follow follow how they go out in the world and try to do these sacrifices. That's a film. 
I don't get the whole first half. What are we doing here? You're building up so that you care about the characters. Yeah. I don't care I about did. the characters. I still don't. It worked on me. They're, they were all stupid. <laughs> and I have multiple notes about how stupid they were. They are archetypes. That's the whole yeah. point. And so I think they had to build up and demonstrate that they are these character archetypes. Yeah, but we already know the archetypes. We grew up with these people. We know exactly what they are. So we don't need it. We need to see the monsters and what they're doing at the Japanese school. It was maybe too sophisticated for Brent. Maybe. maybe. No, here's the problem. <laughs> Gaslight it wasn't sophisticated <laughs> Gaslight enough. of Kate. That's the problem. <laughs> it was spoon fed. Here comes the airplane. Open your mouth, baby. Well, here's some crushed peaches. Swallow it and you'll love it. I, no, no. Dumb, stupid, waste of time for the first hour or whatever. As the last half hour was when it got good. The ending was hot, hot trash, too. She's very annoying. First note I had, though, is it's nice to get some underwear back in a horror movie. My first note is that it's the best title card that we've seen out of a movie when it's uh, Brad Bradley Witts and Dickie Jenks driving on that little go-kart and then just goes, The Cabin in the Woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's, I got podcast alum. We got Jenkins and Witty. Oh, yeah, and Siggy Weaves. We got a three. We got three uh, characters that we've seen before. Who's Siggy Weeds? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Siggy Weaves is definitely sounds like a uh, Rastafarian musician. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, like when they showed her in her underwear, this is not horny, by the way. It showed her underwear. I'm like, okay, this is a throwback. They're, they're, they're throwing back to. How is it not to- horny when you say, finally, we get back to underwear in horror films? Because... Here's the problem with horror movies. We all grew up with Sleepaway Camp, Jason, all those movies that if you are in your underwear, you're dead. You're going to die the next scene. That's true. I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're getting back to the old school stuff. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then. Oh, my God. When they. What? No. It's not horny. It's not. (laughs) Uh Uh, I was very into it until that bird hit the, the whatever and died it was the fakest looking bird ever and i was like this is what's going on here my my biggest criticism of that is then they ruined the surprise for chris hemsworth jumping over because i was like oh he's gonna hit the thing the bird hit yeah so there was no suspense i was like he's just about to get wrecked whereas i that would have been quite the surprise to me if i hadn't seen a burn get roasted by the invisible force field you guys, and oh. that cavern was so far. There was no way, even if there wasn't a barrier, that he was going to ride a little, like, 40-horsepower motorcycle across a 100-yard cavern. Didn't even like, build up a little dirt ramp. <laughs> didn't even didn't even take the time to build up a little jump. He just went straight off the edge. Accumulate some, some dirt, yeah, and then try to get off of that, yeah. He must be on some serious like gear to be doing Thor. I think I wrote down pre-gear Hemi because Hemsworth, oh. this is before he got on the gear, obviously. Like, <laughs> holy shit. He looked like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what's gear? Pre-gear? What? Steroids. Steroids. Oh, is that what it's, you, I've never heard that. Well, welcome to keeping up with the newest trends. Look, we're wrestling fans here, so we know all about this stuff. Um, Hemsworth pushed his girlfriend in the water. They're all, listen, we, they're the worst people in the world. I agree. Water pushers. Water pushers. Oh, they're just, they are the, the terrorists of the sea. I agree. Hate them. That's, I wrote down Beaver Fever Lake because I know what you get if you go in that water and it's not good. 
I thought we were going to get some leeches. Leeches are classic. Because I always think people are going to get leeches because I watched, uh, what's that movie, Stand By Me, Stand by when me. I was too young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all, we were all too young to watch that. Because our parents were like, oh, there's kids in it. Let's put it on. Stephen King tricks you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, two movies this month with wolf sex. Yeah, what's going on here, guys? Is there a, is there know. a thing we didn't know about? About with wolf sex? Well, she kisses yeah. that wolf, and I wrote down that oh, that's yeah. out of all the movies we've watched, including The Exorcist, which is disgusting. The wolf makeout scene was the most disgusting thing we've seen on film so far. She licked its teeth. She did, she and then she tongue. did some erotic dancing, and I like Deacon's better than hers. Me too, actually. That'd be the worst party ever if that those two events happened. It's like, oh, we're going to watch this one again? Yes, and who is going into the woods at night to have sex? On the moss? On the moss? No. 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 Oh, that's another part I wrote. The pheromone mist. What are we doing? Mm, pheromone mists. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. Yes, we should explain. So they had to have sex. Like, so the laboratory people were manipulating the environment to make sure that the four people who were the archetypes were killed in a specific order. And then if the last person had to be the virgin and they thought they were in the all clear because um, the pothead who was the, I guess the archetype of the idiot, but all the weed he was smoking was inoculating him from being from the pheromones. Yes. So he was actually ended up being the smarter one, which is nice. This is a representation. Yeah, nice. Yeah, finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there we go. Finally. I will say, though, he was in the RV on their way there, and he had so much ground up marijuana, and it was just loose on the table. And I was like, this is not how the real world works. If you're in a moving vehicle, you don't just have loose marijuana on a table. That's going to fly off. You're losing. No, you're in an RV. That's that's what you do in an RV. Will, Willie Nelson's doing that on a tour bus for sure. He's parked. He is parked, and he has a tray. No. Anyway, that was that was upsetting to me. Why he had so much pot? I don't know, but no one smokes that much weed. No one does. Nate's that doing that confused monkey meme right now. He's looking like to the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh i wrote down this there's good dip work at the gas station we haven't seen dip acting yet in our films because we haven't too much that was too much that's a person that actually dips oh yeah he knew what he was doing yeah the harbinger um there were ever when they when the person died and they pulled the lever cog boys oh you know i wrote down gears and cogs (laughs) oh there was so much gears and cogs going on Whose blood was that that was going down it, though? Was that the people that were dying, or was that... It couldn't be because the fool wasn't dead. So I, I think that's just uh, some blood that they keep stored in there, and it's like more of a representational blood. Mm-hmm. Yes, ceremonial blood. Ceremonial blood, for sure. It's like <laughs> communion wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be furious if I was in a spooky basement and someone starts reading Latin, especially after I was like, don't read the Latin. If they kept going, I'd be so fucking mad. I'd slap them in the mouth yeah. to make them stop. I'd slap the book that's out of their hands. Yes, that's inappropriate. When Chris Hemsworth was on the dirt bike 
and he was going to make that jump. And they said, are you sure? And he said, I've done bigger jumps than this. Mm-hmm. No, you yeah. haven't. Where, when are you doing, I felt the same way. Why but... are you doing jumps like that, Chris Hemsworth? He's not. You're, you're in college. You're not doing bigger jumps than that. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying I've done bigger jumps than this in no context whatsoever. That was a four out of four pumpkins jump. And he had never done anything more than a two pumpkin out of four jump. And that's the thing. If I'm going to a cabin with people for the weekend and I see a dirt bike attached to it and just one dirt bike, I'm like, what's we're not, we're not doing this. Are we, I'm not going to watch you rip around the woods all weekend. No, I'm not, I can't. <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. We have the technology to make dirt bikes. Not as loud. Oh, for sure. A dirt bike drove by me the other day and I thought I was going to die. I, I I said, you might as well call that a Yamaha Soul Snatcher because that's what it took from me. It took my will to live right out of me. What were you doing? I was walking like a normal person. And this dirt bike comes ripping up on the road. Illegal, by the way. And just, I know what he did because this is what dirt bike people do. They rev the throttle when they pass people to make it really loud. Did it blow your clothes off? <laughs> I can see this not being taken seriously, so let's just move on. Uh, how'd you guys feel about the term husband's bulge? Ugh. Hilarious. Yeah, I like that. No, I enjoyed didn't that. like it at all. Hilarious. Liked it the first time, and I enjoyed the callback. I thought uh, that's probably the highlight of the movie for me, is the phrase husband's bulge. You guys like uh, two-way mirrors? Yeah. I do, too. And then I thought it was real sexy. That he like started get so he lets her know that he can see through it because he's a gentleman, and then he goes back into his room and he starts taking off his clothes. Mm-hmm. So if she wants yeah. to watch, it's up to her. No, I didn't like that part. <laughs> I had a question. I, yeah, I'm changing the subject. Uh, can zombies drown? I don't think so. Should I be talking like a vampire since it's our last episode? Yes, mm, for the whole entire episode. Yeah. No, I, I think you'd regret it. I think it would start okay. good, and then about 10 minutes in, you'll, you'd be thinking, what did I do to myself here? You'd be thinking, okay. what did I do to myself here? I I just wanted to... I was going to say something, but I was like, why would I talk like a vampire? Would a zombie drown? Would a zombie drown? Uh, well, Catherine, let me answer your query. Um, <laughs> I don't... Okay, we got to break it down. Let's break it down. Let's be smart about it. Yeah, let's think it through. Zombies, what's keeping them alive? Uh, Depends. The desire to eat human flesh. Okay. And a brain. Um, Because if you stick them in the brain, that's usually the one that does it. I think a zombie would drown, yes. No, I disagree with Brent. I think a zombie doesn't need air because you could shoot a zombie in the lungs and it would still keep coming at you. So we're going to say zombie just stays alive at the bottom of the ocean. So they don't, they can't swim. So yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Cause, uh, so this is tree falls in the forest. If a zombie is not on the land and walking around, is it dead or alive? Even though it's alive. Technically, I mean, if you swam if down there and it got its choppers on you, you'd feel like it was alive. So do all zombies turn you into zombies or is that in only certain universes Mm, that's a very good question kate because i don't think there was zombies in this movie but there was no threat of zombification to the residents of the cabin 
Yeah. So the we should tell the audience that the monsters that were chosen to kill these these kids were the Buckner family, which is they were a religious family that worshipped pain and killed each other or I don't know what happened. And then they came to life and <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you're describing a tag team in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Buckner's we grew up every Sunday learning about pain. Now it's time for you to come to mass. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you at the altar this weekend. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, the Buckners are could be wrestlers or murderers. I didn't like them. They were too. I didn't like them. I, you didn't like anything in the movie. I loved the idea of the the center for terrible things. Make that movie. Uh, I loved that uh, headquarters set design. They had all sorts of like buttons and knobs and like keyboards in the wall. I'm uh, I'm a sucker for all that shit. Yeah, the set design was good. And a lot of hot wiring. At least like two or three things get hot wired in this movie. You don't see that so much anymore. Sticking two wires together so they make a spark and then something happens. Like, it was pretty cool. That was cool. Does anybody else have anything to say about this movie? No, I- I have a quiz, though. So, Cabin in the Woods quiz by Kate with classic Brent rules. We've got seven questions. Mm -hmm. Number one, in the first scene, they are getting coffee. What does the coffee machine say on it? Enjoy gourmet coffee. Enjoy a cup of fresh coffee. Coffee station. Enjoy coffee. Coffee time. I'm going to say B, whatever B was. Okay. I'm going to say A. This is annihilated. Whoa, no. Nathaniel's on the board. Enjoy a cup of fresh coffee. Number two. The fool is quoted saying, society is not crumbling, it's blank. Thriving, surviving, binding, numbing. I'm on to say A. I'm gonna say binding. This is annihilated. Whoa no. Two to zero, Nate is correct. This is horseshit. Society is not crum is not crumbling, it's binding. I remember his whole spiel. I would have put a lot more than Nothing on it, if that it was A. Number three. What was the name of the gas station they stop at before reaching the cabin? Highway Chief? Highway Gateway? Fancy Gas? Gas, Ice, and Beer? Uh, Highway Gateway. Gas, Ice, and Beer. I'm on the board. It was Highway Chief. Highway Chief. I was really proud of Fancy Gas. Yeah, it, it, I was really <laughs> tempted. To be honest, that was the one that, that's why I had to have them read back to me. I was like, I might go with Fancy Gas. <laughs> oh. Number four. What is Jules studying in college? Pre-med, pre-law, chemistry, political science. Um, I'm going to go D. Political science. She is studying pre-med. This is annihilated. Whoa! 
Nate is correct. She is studying pre-med. So the Buckner family, as we know, that was their name. True or false? Buckner is a small town in Missouri. I'm going to say true. I'm also going to say true. Because it's true. Yes. I had to get on the board. I couldn't get shut out. I think everywhere has a Buckner. Uh, we don't, but. Yeah, and we don't either. I bet, there's a, I bet there's one in Canada somewhere. Oh, yeah. Number six. All of the following are monsters that were available. Which of the following was not chosen by a department during the betting time? Does that question make sense? Yeah. Very good question. Yeah, and you've really okay. done it. Sexy witches, giant snake, hell lord, reptilius. Wow, these are not the answers yeah. I thought. Yeah, you did a great job, Kate. So one of them is not, or three so of them were not. Were all so all of those were listed on the board. Only one of them did not have a department name next to Nobody it. Nobody, so it. it was not chosen by a department. Mm. Okay, okay. Sexy witches, giant snake, hell lord, reptilius. Okay, I'm going to say reptilius. I'm going to say giant snake. He's heating up. Brent is correct. It was Reptilius. Reptilius. Hellboard is pretty hardcore sounding. Yeah. Number seven. What is the name of the monster they see in the cube who ha- who has the saw blade sticking out of his head? Here's, this is a good quiz, Catherine. Congratulations. Thanks. The Lord of Bondage and Pain. Wow. Kevin. Oh. The Puzzler. <laughs> Cullen. Oh, wow. I'm going to say Puzzler. I'm going to say Cullen. I'm on the board. It was the Lord of Bondage and Pain. The Lord of Bondage and Pain. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit, really? Yeah, the Puzzler, though, is good. I thought he should have been the Puzzler. Because he had the the cube, like a guy you know the movie. that's why he tricked me completely and i thought i was so I smart he played on my ego i'm like that's a puzzle that he <laughs> was he using still won. yeah congratulations nate well, yeah congratulations nate you did good uh i'm I, I feel uh great to be victorious and now i would like to give away some medals if you all agree yeah i agree yeah. i consent I give my bronze medal to returning champion Dickie Jenks. Richard Jenkins. He's on the board with another medal. Uh, He's, uh, you know, he's quite the Olympian in this podcast. Uh, He's great. I loved uh, basically, though, all the parts that were in that uh, headquarters zone. I was a big fan of. So I'm going to give him my bronze. He was Gary Sitterson was his name. Hmm. More like Gary Standerson when things started hitting the wall, right, guys? Mm. <laughs> that was mm. good. That was good. I'm giving my bronze to the delicious Chris Hemsworth mm. as Kurt Vaughn. Vaughn? Vegan? I don't know his last name. A sociology major and football jock and designated as the athlete. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is my daughter, Juliet. Uh, when you ask her who the cutest what her celebrity crush is. She always says Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Thor. She's a Thor girl. She likes his blue eyes. That's what she'll say. 
Uh, my bronze is going to a man named Fran Kranz. It sounds... Fran Kranz! Sounds like a name that we would say. Fran <laughs> like Francis Krasenstein. Francis Krasenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Krasenstein. <laughs> Fran played the, the weed guy. He, uh, he's... I think, I don't know why, I kind of liked him. He was goofy, but I kind of liked him because he, he talked, like, he made the most sense out of everybody. Yeah, I thought his character was pretty fun. I liked, and I liked that actor, too. Yeah, that's why I gave him my silver. So I gave Francis Elliot Kranz, is his real name, I gave him my silver. He is Marty Mekalinski, a college student designated as the fool, who smoked all of the doja. And he had that uh, uh, coffee cup bong. That was pretty funny. Because what's the point? Why do you need a bong? I don't understand bongs, I don't think. Like, are you supposed to inhale all that smoke? That's too much smoke. That's too much smoke at once for you. I I did it one time, and I I laid on the couch for two hours. (laughs) Took you out of the game. I literally... (laughs) Concussion protocol. The whole time I knew, too, of like, this is too much. I did too much. Yeah. (laughs) He knew you were out over your skis. (laughs) <laughs> out over your ski i picked uh for my silver bradley witts gonna do another Ooh. returning champion bradley whitford uh him and dickie jinx had the chemistry that i was that i needed they carried the whole movie brought a silver medal for my my friend from get out speaking of uh my friend from good speaking of <laughs> silver silver is known to kill werewolves and my silver is going out to the the actress that made it with the werewolf, mm. Anna Hutchinson, who plays mm. Jules. Anytime you get to make it with a werewolf, do a strip tease, get pheromoned in a forest, get felt up at Chris Hemworth, and show your boobs. That's you deserve a medal. She earned it. If anyone did, she has a very beautiful body. Does she? I wouldn't know. I was looking at her face the whole time. Yeah, I didn't notice. I closed my eyes. I, I just paid attention to her face. Yeah. So I made sure I could see any like hints what's going to happen next. The emotion. Did we, before we do gold, um, if we reflect on all the movies that we've seen, I don't feel like we've seen, like we've seen the most boobs out of these movies. I think these were the, this month was the first boob month. Okay. Yeah. Like we had boobs like from had, Bram Stoker. Sexy films. Yes. And she's a New Zealand actress. She was the yellow Power Ranger. Was she? Gold time. What? I guess I'll go first. I gave my gold to Kristen Connolly, who plays, what's her character's name? Is it Dana? Dana. Uh, the Virgin. The Virgin. Uh, she earned it in the scene where they go on the elevator and she gets really mad at the puzzler. Uh, yeah. And I really, I was like, okay, they made her, she's, someone here is doing some real acting and she's really like, I feel her emotions and I, I agree. Gold medal. I am splitting my gold between Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, who I thought was amazing casting. And I'm so glad they did this film. And I think they're just really great actors and really kind of grounded what could have been a very kitschy you know, aspect of the movie. Yep. I agree, Kate. Uh, my gold medal goes out to Richie Jenks. Um, very, very, <laughs> very, very enjoyable in this role. I've didn't like Bradley Whitford at all. Um, how dare you? I don't like him normally. 
And I think it's because he was in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> you think he's, he's a bully? <laughs> and I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. And I feel like I just associated him with being a dick my whole life, I think. And I might be making this up, but I think he was in that movie. And I think that's where it stems from. So be careful of the roles you take when you're a young actor, because sometimes you might get ruined for people. And Brad won't um, like you. I won't like you. <laughs> Dickie Jenks, though, very enjoyable. I like it when we have different, we choose different people for the different. Yeah, there wasn't a single Cerberus to be found or a Hydra. Hydra. What was the third thing? Yeah, I was trying to remember this the other day. Kate had a third one. It was Trifecta. No, it was a mythical, I thought it was a mythical beast. If anybody listening to this can remember what the third three-headed thing was, please tell us, because I've been missing it and I don't know what episode to go back to and hear it, so. Somebody's out there that you would make my day, or just tell us some other thing with no, three heads or three no. tails. Or don't listen to Kate. Don't listen to Kate. We need Thanks. the third one. We need the third <laughs> real one. Do you know what else we need to give this movie a rating? Uh, the script for this movie, uh, the 2011 film, the cabin in the woods. What do you give the script for this movie? I really liked this movie. I thought the script was interesting. It was also co-authored by, um, what's his name? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Canceled. Joss Whedon. Canceled Joss Whedon. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I, you know what? I'm going to go with you, kid. I thought I didn't see the twist coming at all. It was pretty fucking crazy. And uh, for all the issues with this movie, I, there was, there was no part of the movie that I wasn't enjoying watching it and having a fun time. So, and it's kind of funny. Eight. I give this script a six. Oh, Brent um, with the sandbag. Fucking sure. a six because of. It just didn't know what it wanted to be. It could have been a really great movie if they got rid of the first 50 minutes. Six. The art direction in this movie. The sets, the costumes, I guess the special effects. How do we feel about the art direction in this movie? I loved the monsters. I thought, I don't know. I really liked it. So I'm going to give it a 10. I thought it was cool. I would say it's the strongest part of this movie. Uh, it's... I really liked all of the underground uh, stuff, all the buttons. I love a button and a knob and a switch and a phone in the wall. We got cogs and gears, as we discussed uh -huh. earlier. We got a taxidermed wolf, which was whoever taxidermied that wolf did that wolf so dirty. Uh, wolves are met. Scary yeah, as well. They're not like that. They're cool. Uh, but still, I give it a 10. <laughs> Nate Wolf does not endorse the wolf. I will give... I can't argue with anything that you guys said. I give it an ace. <laughs> okay. I did like the clown. The cook got rid of the clown as a monster. Uh, that was a bad one. And then there was too many monsters. It became overwhelming. You couldn't focus on the mm -hmm. ones you liked. They could have so, cut down on too it. much of a good thing. Everyone says, let's get the large, get the medium. You'll be more happy. Uh, the music in this film. I want Brent to start. Cause I am curious to hear if there were any bangers. No, nah, not a one. Not a banger to be found. There wasn't one that I heard and thought, oh, Brent's going to say that's a banger. So No, no. Um, if you're going to play back as like 
we're doing horror movie and all the tropes, you need some good music. Um, horror movies always had good music and always good sounds, like whatever that sound is. And we're going to give this... Fuck. We're going to give this one an ace. No. Seven. Yeah. No, seven. I don't remember any of the music in this, so I'm going to give it an eight. It didn't add or take away. I thought it was uh, just really fine. Not a single special moment of sound or music, so uh, I will give it a seven like Brant. Yeah. This movie is a science fiction comedy horror film. We got to see elements of science fiction. We got to see elements of horror. We need air. We need to see some comedy. What do you guys give this movie? Uh, that is a very specific genre. And so I'm going to give it a nine. Um, I'm going to give it a seven because it's try it. The name is too much and they tried to do too much in it. And that's where the movie fell flat. Make the movie about the, the monster basement. Uh, I think all of these elements are here and they do them all pretty well. Not the greatest of any of the things, but the, it was funny at parts. There was some pretty good jokes. The merman eating Bradley wits particularly was a nice joke payoff. So I'm going to give it a nine. Yay. And the theme of the month, October's for spooky movies that make you in the mood for doing Halloween. What do you guys give uh, this movie? Based on that. I think this is a fun movie. And so I'm giving it a 10. It puts me in the mood. Um, I think it's a fun romp through nostalgia. I give it a nine. <gasps> I'm not a total asshole. Uh, I'm with you. It, it, it didn't put me in the mood for Halloween as much as the exorcist or what we do in the shadow. But there were some good costume ideas in this one. You could be the puzzler. Uh, so I'm going to give it a nine as well. Yay. This movie gets a 41.5. Oh, 41.5. 41. That surprises me. I think it, it had enough going for it to, to get it up there, you know? So it got more speed, got a 41.2. So I'd rather watch this movie. Than, got a 41. Yeah, I'd rather watch this movie than either of those movies. If I had to do it this week, I'd do it again. Would you rather watch this movie or Land of the Lost? I'd rather watch Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost got a 39. Damn, what happened? It's probably the music. Or guys, something. something went wrong. You guys were mean as hell when we first started the show. <laughs> we were. I think we were. I think we've gotten soft. Not me. That's what she said. Yeah, I'm going to make it harder for these movies to do well. I didn't try to. That wasn't even supposed to be part of the joke, but I am. I'm, I'm my my great rating system is going to I'm tightening it up like my hair. It's getting lined up. Uh, well, this is an interesting moment to bring something up with you guys is my friend did have a suggestion that the two categories we do at the end are very similar, basically like the theme and then the theme. How would you feel about swapping the theme of the month rating for a how much would you recommend this movie rating? <gasps> I love that. Yeah, that's really good. I like that better. Yeah. Well, then I enter the gavel sound for the motion has passed the podcast council. The council has decided. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We'll try it out 
next month because we're about to start a brand new month. It's time for my choice for November. <gasps> hot girls. I have chosen hot girls. Movies with hot <laughs> girls. No. Uh, November is for novels. November is for novels. Movies that are based on a book. Adaptations of a novel. And for my first pick, I have written a song that I would like to sing to both of you, if you'll allow it. Of course. Oh my God, yeah. <clears throat> I chose a movie, and it's called Jurassic Park. <laughs> We're going to watch the 1992-93 movie, Jurassic Park. Never saw it, read the book though. Oh, you've read the novel. Oh. So we have, yeah. we'll have an expert to compare. Yeah. yeah. I've read the novel I too. I have as I've well. This is novel. crazy. All three of us read Jurassic Park. What are the odds that <laughs> we all read the same book? <laughs> but you haven't seen the movie, Brent? No, no. Wow. Missed it. Never wasn't part of my growing up. And then I've read the book in my 30s. So. Oh, what an episode. Also, Nate. What a great theme. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on a good theme. I'm excited. So that's what we have to look forward to in November. And it's going to be a two audience choice movie month because we got five weeks in November. So you guys better start reading books and making suggestions. Get ready. (laughs) Step it up after this show. Everybody get their library card. Uh, And that means there's only one thing left to do. And that's say goodnight, Kate. Happy Halloween. Good night. Trick or treat. Good night. Good night, Kate. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. What have they got in there, King Kong? At last. Dinosaurs and man. Two species thrown back into the mix together. An adventure park. How can we have the slightest idea what to expect? That is truly an adventure. Universal Pictures presents a Steven Spielberg film. Jurassic Park, rated PG-13, starts Friday, June 11th. That's exactly what it sounds like.